Since its founding, Taylor schools have been highly spirited and prideful, though at times mediocre. Once the duck was solidified as the mascot in the late 1930s, it rallied the town together. The slogan, Once a Duck, Always a Duck, which started out as a biology lesson, now exudes the loyalty former students have for their alma mater. But there is more to Taylor schools than most know, and possibly more than anyone wants to know. So, even if you never took a stroll down the hallowed halls of THJ, or marched upon the greenish grass of the memorial field, you will still be expected to sit down and pay attention to this tale of ducks and cotton. Chapter 4 Taylor Schools When discussing Taylor Schools, there were many places I could start. However, I'm going to start out with the whole point of school, academics. And the one place where Taylor has proved successful academically is in the academic decathlon. While sports championships have proved rare for Taylor, academic championships in recent years have been plentiful. The Taylor High School academic decathlon team saw its start in the 1998-1999 school year. The charter team made it to the small school state finals and missed placing third by seven points, which amounts to less than one question on any of the dozens of tests that were taken by the team's members. Seven points became the battle cry the team still calls before testing, though the meaning has been lost on the current team's members. The only reason the origin is known and included in this account is that your author, Andrew Morris, I myself, was a member of that charter team in the late 1990s. Another member, Bobby Leshiker, would later return to Taylor High School as an English teacher and the Language Arts Academic Chair for several years in the 2010s. But while a student, the team would scratch Leshiker's beard, grown since he was in middle school before every event. I even admit I did so. However, Leshiker was a senior that first year. Thus, the next year's team would be unable to continue the tradition. I considered taking on Leshiker's beard, but instead we came up with a more realistic solution. To solve the problem, Leshiker's beard was ritualistically shaved, I'm sadly to say against his will, by the underclassmen after graduation. The hair was collected and still travels with the team for good luck. Now, Mr. Leshiker, after returning to Taylor High School as a teacher, made many attempts to steal his precious beard back from the team, and occasionally he succeeded. However, following each successful liberation, the team launched a counter-assault to recover the mystical facial hair. Upon learning that Leshiker would be leaving his teaching position, at the end of the 2017 school year, the team decided 
that the beard belonged with its rightful owner. They presented it to him on the last day of school and gave it one last scratch. Now everyone knows that football is king of Texas sports, but many would be surprised, and others might not be surprised, that football is not where Taylor had its most successful sporting season. That belongs to the little-remembered Taylor ice hockey team. Yes, I coached Taylor's uh, ice hockey team back in the, the early 80s. Albert Franklin coached the Taylor ice hockey team back in the early 80s. The team made a magical run through the state playoffs in 1982, thanks to three large families that moved in from Canada. Yeah, I mean, we really lucked out getting these uh, guys in from Canada. And here's the thing. They it totally had to have been the, uh, the, the idea behind the Mighty Ducks. I mean, a duck ice hockey team coming from, you know, a ragtag group coming from behind, winning it all. Um, you know, you had Emilio Estevez, of course. You know, he was, uh, he actually, you know, got uh, arrested and got sentenced to coach ice hockey. Now, I, I mean, I say what you want about the, uh, you know, you know, uh, having this guy who got a DUI, you know, around a bunch of kids doesn't, doesn't seem like the best, uh, um, you know, judgment on the part of the judge. But, you know, they, they go. And then, here's the thing, they get... He uh, went on for uh, some they, they time about the you know, plot they get of the of Mighty the Ducks movie. Let's skip ahead to where he now, gets back to know, Taylor. What, so, man, these Canadian players could really play. I mean, our guys have, have not even seen an ice rink, really. I mean, not even been around one. And these Canadians, we're practicing in the parking lot, you know, on roller skates, you know. Um, but these Canadians, well, they could really play. Let me just tell you. And unfortunately, they moved out uh, uh, the next year back to Canada. And um, we pretty much just shut down team after that. But, you know, if you ask me, I think that uh, Emilio Estevez guy, I think, uh, you know, he never gave any credit to the Taylor Ducks being the ice hockey team, and they're just the Mighty Ducks. And, you know, it just really rubs me the wrong way. We never really got credit for, you know, being the inspiration for that movie. Indeed. The Taylor High School yearbook makes no mention of an ice hockey team after the year 1982. So with that concluded, let's move on to football. The first Taylor football team, back when the termite was still the mascot, didn't fare well. They were undersized and constantly gnawed on their wooden mouthpieces. Their first win came against a Thorndale Bulldog team that had been struck by food poisoning after eating at a local restaurant before the game. The coach suspected the chocolate pie they had eaten for dessert. But... All the Bulldogs, except for three, had to sit out the second half. 
Taylor eked out a win, 14-13. After the mascot was changed to the duck, they seemed to fare better. During one especially rainy fall, the team was undefeated halfway through the season. Every game so far that year had been played in the rain, but the Farmer's Almanac forecasted a dry November and December. To combat the situation, Coach Drake Mallard had a sprinkler system installed to simulate rainfall during the rest of the home games that year. A visiting Round Rock Dragons team tried to protest as the water seemed to extinguish their fire, but the officials could find no rule prohibiting the strategy. The wet ducks easily toppled the cooled-off dragons, but they would fall short when the Rockdale Tigers spiked the sprinklers with herbicides a week before their annual meeting. By Friday night, the grass had died, and while the ducks played well in the rain, Coach Mallard knew they would not fare as well as tigers in the mud. The ducks were forced to play without their sprinklers to avoid creating a mud pit, and thus lost the game by a wide margin. By the next year, the state had banned the use of sprinklers during games, and the team would return to mediocrity. It is often said, or perhaps this is the first time, that a school is not just the students and staff, but the building as well. Several existing buildings in town have served as Taylor High School in the past. The oldest still standing is located on 7th Street and is still being used for something by somebody. Supposedly, some businesses have worked their way inside despite the current owner's best efforts to seal up the cracks around the doors and windows. The building was constructed in 1923 and is so nearly upon its 100th anniversary. On that fateful day, a time capsule planted during its construction is scheduled to be unearthed. Those listening to this after 2023, please change all verb tenses to past. Inside is said to be a copy of the Taylor Daily Press, a photo of the school board members, a duck bill, a signed roster of that year's Taylor Termites football team, and a bottle of cotton gin donated by the Ducks Back Saloon. It is the only known remaining bottle of the locally created spirit after the recipe died with its inventor. Liquor experts estimate its value in the five figures. Already collectors are circling the dates on their calendars. After that Taylor High School, there is the new Taylor High School, which is actually now the old Taylor High School, but not the old, old one I was just talking about. This one was built in 1969. Yeah. And in an effort to end racially identifiable schools and lingering voluntary segregation, the district would begin an unwritten policy that has existed even to today. For the first time, all students in a specific grade would attend the same school. This resulted in unifying the town across all lines. There would be no boundary disputes or inequality of access. It has caused 
some problems, though. Oh God, it's a nightmare every day. It's true that transportation would be simpler with neighborhood elementary schools. One Taylor stay-at-home dad, who is responsible for picking up the kids after school, has some thoughts about that. So, Larry, tell me about your uh, after-school pickup kid routine. Well, you know, it all starts with the kindergartner there at T.H. Johnson, so i got to get a lie there like 20 minutes early. Get, get old Jerry from kindergarten and uh, head on over to Bosman. It's not too far away. By the time I get there, line's already out to the street, so that's like 20 minutes there. Then it's over to Main Street Intermediate for my fourth grader and old, old Caroline, and got to pick up the from Main Street Intermediate. Then it's over to the middle school out on the loop. Get old, uh, uh, you know, get get my seventh grader from the middle school. Then I got to go all the way around the other side of town to the to the high school. And you know, by the time I get there, it's oh god, they've been waiting like thirty minutes on me. You know, I already finished. Guess it's good. They already finished their homework. Kids are in the car. You know, uh, god, we listened to. Oh my god, so much Baby Shark when that kindergartner gets in the car. I swear. So, Larry, I have to ask, why not just have the kids uh, ride the bus? Ride the bus? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, ride the bus! Indeed, the pattern that Larry described is accurate. Uh, In Taylor schools, currently in the year 2021, pre-K and kindergarten are at the T.H. Johnson campus. First, second, and third grade are at Posman Elementary. Fourth and fifth grade are at Main Street Intermediate. And then there's middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth, and high school. However, there's even another high school campus, the Legacy College Campus. And at least one parent I surveyed actually has to go to all six to pick up their kids. Now, the... New uh, new high school actually has some mysteries surrounding its construction. I'll let uh, self-proclaimed town expert Kel Taylor tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah, now, who has ever heard of a high school being built all under budget and on schedule? I mean, it's unheard of. Indeed, the uh, new, new Taylor High School was built under budget and on schedule, like like he says. But how and by who? So, Kel, you think there's some sort of something suspicious going on? Of course there's something suspicious going on. I mean, and here's what I did when I heard about this. I went and I pulled the contracts... For the uh, you know the, um, the 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 con the bids and contracts, and I found that this man, who was the head of the the head contractor, his name was Melbourne. It was uh, what was it? It was uh, let me oh, shoot. Let me. What was his name? It was well, the reason it's oh, here it is. Here it is. Harvey Melbourne. Now. Sounds like a made-up name, right? Well, I mean, I, I think all names are made well, up. Well, you know what I mean. It's a made-up name because it is a made-up name. There is, uh, it was, I actually 
dug up records that this Harvey Melbourne changed his name from Albert Benson. Um, I suppose Albert that... Benson! Yeah, I don't know that oh my God. name. Albert Benson, he was the uh, high school graduate in 1985, a star, star running back, salutatorian, well, voted most likely to succeed. Okay, okay, calm down. Albert Benson. Okay, so what does that have to do with anything? Well, this guy goes to college at University of Houston. You know, he got a full-ride scholarship, but he, he couldn't gain a positive yard on the football field. His grade point average stayed up, you know, couldn't get it above 2.5. He'd been straight A in high school. And <laughs> here's the worst part. He never landed a single date. Kill, how do you even know all of this? Well, it's... so here is my best theory. He wanted his glory days in high school. Now, there's no record of Benson until... 2005, when he changed his name from Benson to Melbourne and went into construction. So you think he went into construction exactly. to relive his glory days in Yeah, high his school. glory days in high school. He, well, Here's the thing. He couldn't actually go back to high school. I mean, he's a grown man. You'd have to be some sort of teacher to do that. And, Kel, I'm, um, I'm a teacher. Oh, well, you, you know, to each his own. And, but he could build high schools. You know, he could build them. So that's how he was going to get back he, into high school. He was going to build high schools. So this Melbourne was only involved in high school he construction? He has only constructed high schools. Now, here's... Now, I, I went analyzing. Here, you know, I'm doing your job for you here. Well, now, and it's... each no. one was completed more and more on budget and more and more on time. To really? where, by the time he got to Taylor High School... It was it gotten too far. He couldn't he couldn't perfect it anymore. And here's the thing. You go looking for Harvey Melbourne now and guess what you're gonna find? Uh probably not much. Exactly. He is gone now. Really? I have. Well, I have family oh, at Well yeah, you, I guess you do too. I have some yeah. nieces and nephews currently at Taylor High School. As do I. My mom actually works there. Yeah. Well they probably tell you the same thing. There are all sorts of hidden passages and uh, false walls and hidden rooms I, and all sorts of places they haven't said where someone could actually inhabit oh. and stay hidden and actually be in high school. Oh, come on. But not be seen. Kel, that is, that's ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Harvey Mitchell, Albert Benson, is still at the Taylor High School, the, the new the new one, the new new one. He is in that Taylor High School, or my name isn't Kel Taylor. The schools of Taylor have always been an integral part of the community, shaping its future residents, and a lot of future non-residents, and representing it on the sports field, the testing room, concert hall, and auditorium stage. But, there is more to the town than its agriculture, animal life, and educational system, as the next chapters will show. The next chapter will focus on one of the premier roads in Taylor and its history. Get ready to take a ride down Lake Drive. This podcast is a work of fiction. Any mention of actual people, places, or things should be considered satire and not meant to represent any factual or true information about such people and places.